0: Welcome to Hillcrest Chapel Audio. We hope today's message will help you grow. My name is James, and uh, you might have referred, or you might have heard me referred to or seen in the bulletin. uh, People often call me James Junior, and that's because my last name is actually Junior. Okay, that's the real thing. My wife's last name is Junior, so are my kids, okay, so it's not the junior, junior thing that you might be thinking of, but I am on staff with the college ministry team, so yes, please do sign up to pick those students up and bring them here. It's good for everybody, um, and I've been, been on the team for about 13 years, which has been my joy, and uh, this is the picture that, you know, you got to show of your family. Uh, this is my wife, Janelle, and my three kids. You've probably heard them in the service. During worship, you're welcome for that. Uh, They tear this place up after the service. It's like a jungle gym. So thankful for that. Um, And I I would love, as we get into this message, I would love for you to uh, imagine with me James Jr. as a 10 year old. Okay, here's a visual aid for you. Okay, James Jr. as a 10 year old. And I want to share with you my most prized possession. So here it is. Raise your hand if you know what this is. Okay? Okay, that's right. So some of you. You just don't know. This was the beginning, the the advent of portable music. Okay, you would put a cassette tape into this thing. If you don't know what that is, you can Google it on your cellular phone. Um, this is a Sony Walkman. Okay, so I could not live without this thing. I wore this is this this version of it was probably my fifth Walkman. Because as a child, I listened to music so much. I had this with me, pack of batteries and a bag full of tapes just running through. So um, then you fast forward to middle school, and then this, I graduated to this right here. That's right, the Sony Discman, and I wore these out too. Uh, I, as a child, I loved to sing, and I loved, I loved music, and I loved to sing, which is very convenient because the final word of our series that we're going to explore is sing. This summer in the Outside series, we've been exploring how to engage with God amidst his creation. We've, we've looked through listen, walk, climb, taste, cultivate, and rest, and this morning's topic is sing. And singing is a big part of my backstory, a big part of who I am. And to give you a little glimpse of uh, some of the root of this importance for me, I want to take you back to those Discman days in middle school. And uh, in middle school, I had a friend ask me early in middle school, uh, would you audition for choir with me? And I said, are you kidding me? Like, I'm a basketball player. We don't do basketball and choir together. Those things just don't, for some reason, I had that idea in my mind. You just couldn't do the two things. Um, But I, uh, I made a, a keen observation that was very essential. So I, I found out that the choir director was desperate for guys, which meant that choir was full of ladies. <laughs> as soon as I realized that, I was like, sign me up, you know. Uh, so from, from middle school, love you, Janelle. Okay, so there you go. Um, she was not in choir, but that's okay. Um, from middle school all the way through college, I was in a choir. And yes, hanging out with the ladies was super fun, but I found that having a place to sing regularly, to sing with others, and to make beautiful music was something that was very powerful in my, in my world. It was incredible. And when you sing in choirs, you end up singing in churches, Um, Especially old ones, you know the acoustics and the sound. It's just oh, it's just glorious Um, And you also go on these choir tours where you kind of sing in these different places Uh, At the time I was an atheist. I didn't know the word atheist, but I Was passionate against god. I thought the idea of god existing was ridiculous and I actually thought that those who believed that god existed were ridiculous, too. So that's kind of where I was at But when we would sing in these churches and we would sing in these cathedrals, I often cried. Okay, so uh, I didn't call it crying, of course, because, you know, it was just my eyes mysteriously watering. And I actually began to think that I was allergic to churches. I mean, mean, it happened on these choir tours. It happened in my great-grandmother's Nazarene church. I was allergic to churches and especially singing in churches. (laughs) Something about singing the songs that we sang where we sang them touched something in me deeply and I was moved. And it was consistent like every single time. And so, you know, I wonder how many of us have had that experience in here where you are singing somewhere and you're moved deeply. Maybe uh, for some of you, it's happened in this very room before where you're singing and you just move deeply. Maybe for some, it happened this morning. What a special way to worship just with voices. Um, Thanks for Carlo for having the boldness to do that. It's just so, so wonderful. Um, So, singing is something we've all done because we just did it this morning, and uh, whether we're believers or not. um, But I thought as we get going, I'd love to define. When I talk about singing, I think we've all done it, but have we ever thought about what exactly is singing? So singing is this, the mixture of words with music. It's the mixture of words with melody and rhythm. And so from the get-go, I want to say one thing. If you remember one thing from this morning, I want each of us to remember here that God loves when we sing. Okay? So if you don't remember anything else, that's what I want us to take away. God loves when you sing. Singing is important to God. The Bible has over 400 references to singing and 50 commands to sing. Singing is such a big deal for God's people that he not only suggests that we sing, but he commands his people to sing. The book of Psalms, which is the longest book in the Bible, is a book of poetry, with most of which are meant to be sung. And there are specific psalms that were written for the community of Israel to sing as they journeyed back to Jerusalem. And get this, the outside plug, right? They were meant to be sung outside. The first song ever recorded in the scripture comes from Exodus 15. And this particular event that caused this song to be written happened outside. It was the parting of the Red Sea, the deliverance of Israel from Egypt after 400 years of slavery. And not only that, but it had its context in the most dramatic expression of human emotion. They were in extreme fear. They were extremely desperate, which became, as God rescued them through the Red Sea, extreme relief and extreme gratitude, all of which showed up in this song. From the depths of desperation to the heights of relief, Moses wrote this song in Exodus 15. You should definitely take some time to read that, Exodus 15. God's people throughout history have always been a singing people. And if you uh, look ahead to the book of Revelation, you'll find out that God's people will always be a singing people. And so, just a little, uh, a quick, uh, fun fact that in Revelation 15, um, it, it write, uh, it's written that uh, in heaven the song of Moses will be being sung. So, from Exodus 15, that song—it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty sweet. So, in the Bible, we see that God's people sing. But we also see that God himself sings, God himself sings, not just the father, but the son as well. And we find also that the spirit causes people to sing. All three cause God's people to sing. So Zephaniah 317 says this, the Lord, your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you. But will rejoice over you with singing. Out of all of the things that God the Father will do, He will rejoice over His people with singing. He will sing over us, which I think is something exciting to look forward to. Actually, like being able to hear that. What what, what would it be like if God was singing over us? Jesus Himself sang after they had eaten the Last Supper, um, which kind of has instituted what we did this morning: communion. Uh, Matthew 26, 30 says this, when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And so in Jesus's, one of his darkest moments, one of the darkest moments in history, Jesus, our Lord, sung, and he chose to do so with his people. And now the spirit, let's move to the spirit here. Ephesians 5, 18 says this, don't get drunk on wine, but instead be filled with the spirit. Speak to one another with psalms and hymns and and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music to the Lord from your heart. So one of the effects of being filled with the Spirit is that we sing. We sing. We sing because God sings. He created us to sing, and He loves when we do it. So I want to explore two reasons today of why God loves when we sing. So the first is this. God loves when we sing because it engages and it taps into our emotions. Can you remember a time in your life where uh, just words weren't enough to express what you were f- feeling or experiencing? Maybe for some it was uh, the moment where you, hold, you held your newborn child for the first time. Just like, oh, that moment. Or maybe for some it was the sorrow of holding the hand of a loved one as they passed away. Sometimes in life, words just aren't enough to express What we're going through and to process what we're going through. Have you ever heard a song that captures um, the way that you're feeling much better than conversing or talking about it would? Have you ever wondered why this is? Why is that the case? And it's because songs are powerful. And songs are powerful because music is powerful. Okay, so music without words is powerful by itself. So it's powerful to move us emotionally, and that's why every good movie that we've ever watched has music in the background. You might have never noticed it, but the, the like strings at the most romantic part, they just move your heart uh, to engage with what you're seeing emotionally. Um, so I, uh, if, if I were to play, if I were up here, there's no instruments, so I can't, you know, but if I were up here and I were to play something in a major key, but you might not know what that means, but I'm just telling you this is true. If I were to play something in a major key that's upbeat, it would evoke feelings in us of probably happiness or settledness. It might make us feel bright. But if I were to play something in a minor key and slow it way down, it might evoke feelings of sadness or maybe even longing. And God designed this reality. He designed the reality for us to be moved and affected by music in these ways. So if music by itself is powerful, then imagine what happens when you add meaning to it, which exact, that's exactly what singing is. Singing is truth plus tone. It is music plus meaning. John Piper says it this way. The quote will be on the screen. Uh, Singing is the Christian's way of saying God is so great that thinking will not suffice. There must be deep feeling and talking will not suffice. There must be singing. As we engage with God and as we engage with His creation, as we engage with the truth of what he's done and how he's rescued us, as we experience the greatest joys in life and the greatest sorrows, we must do so, yes, with our minds and our intellect, but we also must do so with our emotions. So I would love to um, illustrate this. In in an example here. So I'd love for you all to stand here if you're able. We're going to do something together that hopefully will illustrate what some of what I'm talking about. So um, we are going to read together. Uh, Just read, recite the doxology. The doxology is is something that has been sung in God's people for a long time. So um, we're going to read it and then we're going to sing it. And I'm going to ask you guys to share out loud some of the differences that you experience as we do that. So let's read this together. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. All right. Great job. Great job. You guys did a good job there. So thank you for that. Um, So I want to invite you. um, Now, uh, if you don't know the song well enough, To sing it without looking at it, then I just want to invite you to, um, I want to invite everybody to close our eyes. And if you don't know it well enough, then just listen and just experience what's happening. And I want us, as we sing this, I want us to pay attention to how this feels, okay? So I want to to talk about the difference between um, what it's like to recite it and what it's like to to sing it. So let's close our eyes together um, and let's just sing this. If you know how to harmonize, just harmonize the heck out of this thing, okay? Let's do that together. All right, so praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him. Ooh, that's good. Okay, so let's uh, let's all take a seat here, and I would love, I would love to hear a few things of what you noticed about the difference between reciting and singing. What did that feel like? Peace. Peace? Okay, explain that a little bit. Uh, it just uh, evokes a peaceful feeling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. It evokes a peaceful feeling. Yeah. Betsy, your heart was fully engaged. Why do you think that was? Don't know. Okay. It's <laughs> all right. Sorry. I'll just uh, chills, on spine. chills on your spine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Unity. Unity. Yeah. Yep. Kay. Power. Power. Strength. Power, force, and strength. Yeah. Beauty. Just beauty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Immersive. What's that? Immersive. Immersive. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? There's more, There's more meaning. Yeah. Why do you think that is? She's used to this. I can do this to her. So, yeah. Why do you think this is? I think because our emotions are fully within it, and so it's like, kind of like, when you start talking about makes us think more, and Yeah. it brings us to, it brings us emotions that make us think of different memories, and like it just makes us feel. Yeah. Yeah. It makes us feel, yeah. Other things. I think I heard somebody uh, jump over here. No? It helps my heart and brain synchronize. Helps your heart and brain. That's a great way to say it. It helps your heart and brain synchronize. Yeah. It's interesting. When you sing, you both like say it and hear it you sing it and you hear it at the same time so that's powerful yeah it connects me to the hundreds of other times that sung this in my life in church with God's feet. yeah it you to history yeah it's like the the, the the reality of the harmony is both unity but also it's more beautiful when it's different yeah like all the different the, actually make it prettier. so there's unity but then the 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 difference yeah. makes it makes yeah. it more beautiful yeah yeah, that's good. Yeah, there's a lot of things we could say. I think even when we sing things, oftentimes, not always, but we slow things down. And so we can process the words a little bit more. It's, it's pretty amazing. So I think um, the same words in this example, the same words came out of our mouth, but singing evokes feeling in us. I think another thing I would point out is that when you sing, you have to be a little bit more physically engaged in it. So I think that ramps us up a little bit. But when I sing the doxology, probably most like many of you, I typically feel like I've experienced like a holy moment. It just does that. I feel settled. I feel in awe. The melody and the harmony and the rhythm, they all do something uh, to connect my heart with the words um, that we're singing. It's, It's so powerful. So why does God love singing? Because he made us to experience emotions. Our emotionality is a celebrated part of what it means to be humans. And so when God created us and he created our full range of emotions, so when we engage with all of those emotions as we sing, we are actually operating in the way that God delighted to make us. God cares about how you feel, and he wants to hear about it. So the next time you feel a deep sense of joy, try expressing it to God in song. The next time that you uh, feel great sorrow in your life, try expressing it to God in song. Singing helps us to engage the heart of God in a way that nothing else can. So the second reason that God loves when we sing is this. Because singing helps us to remember. So our brains, I, I think our brains are amazing. It's fun to study Um did you know that each of our minds, our brains, store at this, at this moment, they store hundreds of songs in our head that, that are ready to recall at any moment? I don't know about you, but I've got some songs from the mid-90s that maybe I'd rather not recall, okay, from those pre-Jesus days. But they're there. They're in here. Um, you might be able to relate to that. I heard some little laughters there. Um, but even to our childhoods, uh, remember with me, how many of you can finish this phrase? Jesus loves me, this I know. Okay, yeah, there you go. How about this? Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Okay, so our minds, we just have, our brains are wired to remember this kind of stuff, to recognize patterns in music far more than when we just recite something. Oliver Sacks, he's a neurologist, he uh, says this. Every culture has songs and rhymes to help children learn the alphabet, numbers, and other lists. Even as adults, we are limited in our ability to memorize series or hold them in our minds unless we use mnemonic devices or patterns. And the most powerful of these devices are rhyme, meter, and song. So have you ever thought about how almost every child in America learns the alphabet? It's with a melody, right? Even children who can barely speak know these tunes. And God made us this way. So God, why does God love when we sing? It's because when we sing, it can help us to remember God's truth. So let's check out this passage in Deuteronomy 31. This is really fascinating. Um, God has just told Moses that the end of his life is near. Oh, that's a, that's a tough conversation to have with the Lord. The end of your life is coming. Um, and he says, the people that you've been leading, Moses, uh, will soon turn away. It was a serious moment. And God tells Moses to do this. He says, now write this, write down this song and teach it to the Israelites. Have them sing it so that it may be a witness for me against them. When I have brought them into the land flowing with milk and honey, the land I promised on oath to their ancestors. And when they eat their fill and thrive, they will turn to other gods and worship them, rejecting me. And breaking my covenant. This song will testify against them because it will not be forgotten by their descendants. So Moses wrote down this song that day and taught it to the Israelites. So God gave this song to his people because he knew that one day they would turn away from him and he wanted them to remember the truth that would hopefully bring them back. So it says he chose to give, God chose to give it to them in a song because it would not be forgotten by their descendants. Think about this, the the kids and the the grandkids of Israel would sing this song and the truth would be embedded into their hearts and their minds. It would get stuck into their heads and hopefully one day when they turned away from him, it would prick their hearts and it would be uh, an avenue to bring them back. And so God cares not only that we sing, but he cares what we sing. And why do you think that we sing worship songs every time that we gather? It certainly is so that, um, sorry, jingle bells? I don't know. Uh, why do, so why do we sing, why do we sing songs when we, when we gather? It's certainly to connect with God. But I think another important reason why we sing is because God wants us to remember his truth to have it embedded into our minds, into our hearts, and to remember him. And so um, as we wrap up today, I uh, have a a specific word to you non-singers, okay? I know some of you in here. I know you're here. I know some of you. And I know that some of you here don't love singing, and that is okay. Okay, maybe you're tone deaf. That, That happens. Or maybe you feel like your voice isn't that great that happens, or you feel insecure, okay? My heart has been burdened for that group of people as I've prepared for this message, and I believe that God wants you to hear a few things this morning. Um, and first, an observation. Um, have you guys ever noticed that kids sing a lot? Okay, so I've got my three kids, you saw. I often hear my kids singing in the other room. I hear them singing in the car, Yesterday, they were singing in Costco. Um, They sing before bed. And at this point in their life, they're just not very self-conscious about it. So songs just come out of them. And I can tell, oftentimes, the state of their heart by how much they are singing. Um, And I, when my kids sing, it fills my heart up. Okay? It, It fills my heart up, not because... Uh, not, not requiring them to sing really well or beautifully. It fills my heart just to hear their voices and to hear their hearts as they express it. I think it's the same with God, okay? He wants each of us to know today that he loves when you sing, okay? The God that created everything is the same God that created each of us here. And that same God is the one that created each of our voices, even the tone deaf ones. Okay, and you don't have to have a great voice to sing from your heart and to connect with God in song. He just loves when you sing like I love when my children sing. Okay, and a word to all of us. What should our response be to this reality that God loves when we sing? I think it is very, very simple. It is just this sing more. Okay, So let's, let's all heed God's example, his command, and his invitation to sing. As we wrap up the series on being outside and experiencing God and his creation, I want to remind us that we are God's creation, that our voices are God's creation, and that God's creation is meant to bring songs out of men and women, out of us. So as we walk, as we listen, as we climb, as we taste, As we cultivate, as we rest, may we be called into song, and may our songs bring glory to God. A couple of ideas of things that we could try this week to sing more. What if we sang to God in the shower? Okay, that's a good place. I tried it this morning. Um, It was good. Um, What if we sang to God in our cars? Okay, as we're driving. Just giving praise to the Lord, expressing our hearts to him through song. Maybe even if we're feeling like being doing it outside, you could just roll your windows down a little bit, right? I mean, you know, now you're outside. Let's sing outside together, okay? Um, what if we sang while we we're on a hike or on a walk? Um, and then just a quick, uh, one of the things I was thinking about is that um, sometimes the idea of just, hey, sing more might make us feel like we need to, like, Sing spontaneous songs to god and that's even hard for me as a somebody who's comfortable singing So I just want to I just want to highlight that there are so many great songwriters in the world Just like the psalms were written for god's people to sing and express their hearts to him We have a lot of songwriters that are out there So what if we collaborated uh, or what if we each like set aside a little playlist or some cds of songs? That would help us to express our emotions just want to invite us into that Um, so um, it just so happens today, after second service, um, we will have our last meal together, our outside meal together at Fairhaven Park, picnic lunch. And uh, I heard that Carlo is going to bring um, an instrument out there or two. And so, Hillcrest Chapel, Hillcrest Church, let's sing outside together. Um, so let's let's pray as we close. Lord, uh, thank you so much for creating each of us. Uh, Just as it was said that the doxology, when it's sung in harmony, the different parts create something beautiful. It's just true of your creation, Lord. Each of us have been created differently. And as we sing, we bring some beauty that reflects your nature. Um, And so, Lord, I pray that we would um, engage in the invitation that you've given us that we would uh, express the full range of our emotions, uh, not just in words, but in song. And may we meet you there in those times, Lord. May we as Hillcrest Church be a singing people. And we pray that in that you would be blessed. We thank you and we pray all this in your name, Jesus. Welcome to Hillcrest Chapel video. We hope today's message will help you grow.